Those are her cheeks. You don't own them shits. That's not yours. She letting you borrow and you spending money and shit. That's all that is. So, Breezes on Twitter. Welcome to KTS Av, KTS Av. Damn, I don't even know my own intro. The content contenders, hot take adventures, talking everything you thought you didn't need to hear. Subscribe on Apple, SoundCloud, YouTube. Let's get it. So we have a host, Marcus Sniffles, and special guest host, return host, uh, the Twitter legend, the Twitter provocateur, <laughs> Mr. Alexis. What's going on? What up? What up? What up? What up? I'm uh, just glad to be here. Thanks for the invite, man. Man, I'm just glad to be in the in the presence of a, of a Twitter legend. I'm just here to enjoy the show. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't on last time. He was giving uh, Mr. Savage shout to hit me down the road right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, you you're 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 a really good follow. If you don't follow, definitely follow him at uh, Mr. Underscore Alexius because he he kind of. I, I don't know. Explain, explain to the people how your Twitter is organized. I saw you did a PSA for your Twitter page, letting people know what it was when they signed up. When you hit the, when you hit the subscribe, follow button, what you about to get into? So let, let the people know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Bro, like real shit, my Twitter is basically just my life, my thoughts at the time, just how I'm feeling. You know, like Jay said before, his uh, Blueprint 2 album. You know what I mean? Like nothing special. You don't like it. Turn that shit off. But <clears throat> the problem is, cats want to jump on my Twitter line and say, I would say this, I would say that. So I put out the PSA like, yo, please come laugh, enjoy, have fun. But remember, this is my shit. We can talk, but I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. Simple as that. And and I'm also surprised. I think I DM'd you one time. I think you said something. I'm like, damn, bro, you about to get suspended. Yeah, like, nah, I'm good. I was like, damn, bro, we don't get you. Because I've seen them get people for less, like very minor. So if enough people will report them, they'll get them out of here. But he was good. But um... listen, listen, listen. There's a few rules that I follow on my Twitter. One of them is I rarely, if ever, call anybody out their name. Rarely. So it's a, it's a rarity. I also, I barely curse. If I'm going at it with somebody, I use all respect for words and crush their souls. Um, I don't, I don't threaten anyone either. I don't hope for any, any harmful pain. So what I did is I noticed about probably late 2016, well, Twitter was getting my buggers up out of there. So <laughs> every time somebody came back and followed me and was like, yo, follow my new account. I'm like, no account. What, what happened? They were like, uh, I got suspended. And I was like, for what? Maybe like A, B, and C. I'm like, all right, not, that shit. <laughs> not doing that. I don't need none of that shit in my life. So that's how I'm able to just say what the fuck I want to say because I play within the lines. It's it's hard to get me suspended if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a follow all the rules. So as simple as that. Okay. Well, speaking of suspensions, let's get right back into it, man. Like, hold on, a, hold on, champ. Hold on, hold on, hold on. My mom just sat her happy ass out here. Being hey, nosy. mom. Who's that? Hey, mom. <laughs> mom, this is, I'm, I'm on a podcast. Can, you, can I be an adult real quick? Thank you. Sorry. 36 years old, and I got to go. I got to do this. got to do this. 36. It's cool. Um, and she really came out here judging my fire. Like, look, that's not how you light a fire. It just couldn't have came out and been like, hey, what's, what's up? Can I help you with the fire? No. Hey, that ain't how you light that. You see? So that's why I had to introduce her because I might have to say something to her later. So don't don't think I'm talking to myself. Anyway, what's up? 
So talk about the speed of getting suspended. There was you you had an incident recently on Twitter that uh, you know, it was kind of wild. And I, I'm and I, I get how you probably got to this situation because again, you are living your life, you're living your truth, you know, shit happens, people grow on the ball. But there was a little back and forth with a, a female that I guess she used to engage with and maybe talk to or something happened. So let, let us know exactly what transpired if you haven't already seen this on the top. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, all right. So this, uh, this chick jumped in my DMs probably like 2015 the first time. That time I was married. We just conversated or whatever. I didn't didn't exchange nothing. And then uh, she jumped in him again, like right after the separation, like a couple months. She's like, "Well, I want to see this, this, and that." So we shared or whatever, just some uh, some pictures. Fast forward to last week. This chick, I just my tweet said, "Funny." I've never seen a beautiful woman say men are trash. She jumped on my tweet and said, only ugly niggas think like this. I was like, oh, so I'm ugly? So she responded. She responded. It was like, yeah, basically, you ugly, this, this, that. And somebody else said the audacity of this woman talking shit like this. And I was like, the audacity. And then she responded, well, your girl pays all the bills. And she, uh, you're, oh, she said, you're unattractive. Your girl pays all the bills. And basically, she settled. She settled. So uh, your girl is stupid or some shit like that. So I responded, oh, this is you? Showing the DM where she said she was trying to smash. So hmm. this, she, this, this, use, them this use never miss. Every time I see a this you, <laughs> never miss. Never <laughs> I've seen it this you miss, but it was it was because uh, uh it wasn't them. But you're right. Ninety-nine percent of the time that's a that's a that deal. And it should have been. It should have been. It should have been a done deal. But she was got in her feelings or whatever, felt some type of way, and decided to post some intimate pictures I shared between her and me. But the funny thing is all that did was up my follower count. Mm. So well, let's let's describe to the people what what we would call intimate pictures. And shout out to El Chapa. She uh she views some of these intimate pictures. <laughs> so, so the people kind of want to know like what what is what is intimate? Like are we are we out here exchanging news or like what, what's going on? The people want that's, to know. That's exactly what it was. So uh, I gave her a, a, a print and a full frontal. This hoe, excuse me, excuse my language. This woman, this young queen decided to one after she posted him, like, is doctored. I'm like, what I got? Who do <laughs> what? Relax, <laughs> chill out. I'm not, I'm not doctoring nothing. Uh, one, so she, she put your shit on the timeline, you put my shit on the timeline, son. She put my shit on the timeline. All it did, all it did was up my follower account, a follower account, and get her reported. Okay, <laughs> my, I was about to say, I don't think you can still be out here like on Twitter if you're releasing news like that, like not not your own, but someone else's. Isn't there like rules for that? I thought that was revenge porn, from what I was uh, told by women folk on the TL. 
was there anybody, were there any advocates out there trying to make sure that you were good? You know what I'm saying? Like for being exposed like that, were they checking on you? Like, like you know? so the, that's, that, uh, that sounds like it's revenge porn. So were there any on you, some advocates, making sure that you were okay? You know what I'm saying? Just make sure you're good to go. Because that's kind of what is expected or what the standard is what's funny is that what's funny is that uh i reported it shit's still up oh wow <laughs> twitter twitter ain't done nothing about it they ain't suspend her account nothing wow. yeah but i'm telling you if i had two x chromosomes we wouldn't be having this conversation take your else and how are you going to talk shit about somebody's situation when you were trying to smash yeah, that's my thing. If, it's one thing to talk shit on Twitter, but if you're like, you know, exchanging nudes, like, at some point, you got to, like, kind of be like, total black a little bit. Like, why are you going to talk junk to me when I got a picture of your, your, your ass or whatever on my DMs? Like, humble yourself. You know, you see something you don't like, just move it along. But, yeah, chill out. But, I mean, my, my Twitter DMs are totally different. They're, it's just mostly, like, people asking for, like, cash apps and... Yeah, that's what my porn bots and only man people. I'm like, damn, I, I'm living a different life on, on Twitter in the DMs. It ain't like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, another no comment. <laughs> so this is what I want to talk about a while ago, but just things haven't lined up. But you tweeted that you said, and I quote, I could walk in on my girl getting her cheeks clapped and be like, hey, text me when you're done. And a lot of people <laughs> have some things to say. I'm I'm curious what the thought process behind that tweet was because that's 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 kind of wild, dog. Like I'm I'm interested. Like how how does that work? Like okay, so let's break that down. Okay, you walk in, cheeks getting clapped. What are you gonna do? You gonna unclap her cheeks? You got to. <laughs> box some dude you about to box some dude who she was giving the cheeks to why <laughs> she gave them up willingly you you gotta fight her what good does that do where where are you at what, what sense does that make I'm, I'm just trying to like if you work through all the other options which one allows you to walk away with your dignity not looking thirsty not looking stupid not going to jail <sighs> I mean, so there's a couple of, of unknowns and, and dynamics that go into that situation as well. Like, all right, I mean, I just do laundry. Like, are the sheets fresh? Like, am I paying the rent? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, need, I need more answers. Than, like, who, who's house Who's Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, whose name was on? Fam, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could pay all the damn bills. She could be living lush. She could be, she could not have to work at all. Like, it could be a, a, a real kosher, kosher situation for her. What instance happens to where you don't go to jail or you ain't boxing some dude who he could have not known? <laughs> Even if he did know, those are her cheeks. You don't own them shits. That's not yours. She letting you borrow and you spending money and shit. That's all that is. So, yeah, hey. Let me know when you're done. Because you you're not about to fuck up my vibe. Plus a nigga like me, I just it's, it's 
it's a good chance there's some side pieces. So, I mean, how upset should I be? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't give away the game like that, though. I mean, most of the things you're going to be upset. We need to have a discussion later, you know what I'm saying? We like, can talk later. I mean, but how does that conversation go, though? Like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, you said that you like, yo, we're going we gonna to talk about dinner or something like that. Fam, I would not be upset at all. I couldn't be. I couldn't. As someone who's never been faithful in a monogamous relationship, I personally, me, I can't speak for everybody else. That's what my Twitter does. My Twitter speaks for me. I personally could not be upset. I mean, I might want to be upset. I might go to the bar. I might cry in the car. You never know. <laughs> but honestly, there's there's no reason where I could be like, well, you dirty this, this, and that, or yada, yada, yada. Sweetheart, is that making you happy? Do you do you enjoy it? I will say that's a pretty like progressive way of thinking or taking things as far as like you know what what you do as an individual as far as like you know making yourself happy as opposed to making the other person happy and you know putting the things putting your desires on the back burner for, for someone else to do it. That's, that's some that's some that's some next level thinking. That's some and a lot of people are I know I'm not on that way. This is my thing. So what what other alternative would you have? What would you do? I mean, we're probably not staying together after that. Like I I, I feel like just emotionally if I walk in nice just out of off of pure emotion, I'm probably fighting somebody. So so you're gonna get in your feelings. Oh I'm I'm yeah, most likely. If I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I I probably would, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. But not only me, but I've known some women who are in relationships. I guess the DMs from women who are in relationships. Women are no different than the three of us in here. They might present something different, but they're the same. All the same. So I'd really just be like, look, I understand what you're doing. Uh, if it's under your free will, what do I look like fighting anybody, killing anybody, shooting anybody? Uh, you're not the only one who carries one of those. So why am I going to disrupt my life or get upset? No, I just can't see it. I can't see it at all. <laughs> like, to get me to that point over some shit that I don't own, like, you don't ever own nothing. You don't own it. Someone's giving it to you. They're allowing you to touch it. That's it. You don't have ownership over somebody's body. Not at all. Not as much. You know, even if they tell you you have ownership over somebody else, you don't. There's no way. So if you break it down from there, these are your parts and you do with it what you, the, what you want. If it happens to be with me, great. If it's not, that's your business and we need to discuss it. But I can't be upset. It's your shit. Okay. So with, with that being said, as a person, and I think I'm thinking maybe, huh. So you've been married before. So the first question is, do you plan on getting married ever again? I love marriage and probably. Okay. Literally. All right. So, I'll, I'll, go ahead. I was wondering if that influenced your mindset. 
Like, if it's because I know a lot of people get divorced, they usually are like, nah, I'm not never doing that again. But I mean, so is this mindset in a non-marriage relationship? Like, does that change if you're married? I guess, of course, because of like legal implications, like, hey, this changes a lot due to the piece of paper we sign in front of the man with the tie or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So to me personally, to my knowledge, I've never been cheated on. And to my knowledge, I have that mindset that I have. But um, I just couldn't, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I just, I am at a point to where do what makes you happy. No matter what that shit is. If if my girl decides to come to me and be like, you know what? I want to do A, B, and C. I'm like, all right, have fun. Like, why do you want to do A, B, and C? And I feel, also feel like if somebody's cheating on you, you're fucking up. But that's just me personally. Nobody else has to take that mindset. But if somebody decides to step out on you and get their physical needs met somewhere else or their emotional needs met somewhere else, you are fucking up. And we could sit here and no, a cheater cheats and don't blame the victim and yada, yada, yada. But if all your needs are met and you step out, you have a problem. You have a problem and you need to address that problem. It's, it's most, most likely a control issue. But if your needs aren't being met, if, if, if my girl's needs aren't being met and she steps out, that's my fault. That's my fault. I dropped the ball. I didn't make her feel special. I, did, I didn't perform correctly. Something's wrong. Let's talk. Or they could be terrible at talking, which I've also seen. And if you're bad at talking, then I can't help it. But once it gets to the point, so I like to explain on, on, on Twitter, cheating is a symptom. Cheating isn't the problem. It's always a symptom of the problem. So if you have the flu and you die, that's a symptom of you having another disease. Could be AIDS, could be fucking COVID. But it was a symptom, not the problem. So we want to sit here and blame everybody for a symptom of what the, the actual issue is. And the actual issue is their needs aren't being met. So you're, you're in the, you're, you don't think people out there just, they just wake up one day and they're like, oh, I'm just going to step out on my lady or my, or my man. It's more of a thing where, okay, I asked this person to be more attentive in this area and they didn't. Like that, that you had a tweet about that. We're saying like, you know, you asked her to do this, 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 and this, and she didn't do any of that. So that in turn caused you to step out and cheat type thing. Like people just aren't going out there cheating. It's something is not being done on the other end that causes that. Second of all, this is all alleged advice because according to the internet, you don't have a girlfriend or a woman. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's, it's great that you have all this wisdom without actually having a woman in your life. Like, this is crazy that you can have these these takes and these thoughts with an imaginary girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's I applaud you for that. Like, that's that's crazy that, that can work like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how you do it. I hope you're talking about him because <laughs> I, I am very open in my relationship. Yes. So it's out there. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The internet told me you didn't have a girlfriend. That's what I'm saying. They didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> the internet the internet also told me that uh my girlfriend's white and that i'm gay that. So, so i didn't hear that I didn't I mean, there was that. a whole thread there was a whole thread <laughs> he's gay oh okay so then i made a video 
proven them right. I mean, I don't see the. That's the thing about the internet. Y'all don't get me even out of shape. I I literally prove whatever you say is right. Why? That shit don't make me no difference. My house ain't gonna get no smaller. <laughs> my girl ain't gonna look no different. My car ain't gonna stop driving. My job ain't gonna stop. Go ahead, say whatever you need to say. <laughs> that is, that is a, a great mindset. Well, I also think that the that way of thinking does come with either uh, a. I, it's probably more so maturity. The idea of just saying like, "Hey, whatever makes you happy, go ahead and do that." Because people that aren't as mature. They want to do, they, they feel like you should do things to make them happy and not do things that make them happy. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like people are a little bit more selfish when you're a little bit more, when you're not as mature. You know what I'm saying? Because there's there's certain things that I don't like doing that my wife likes doing. I'm just like, hey, if you like doing that, if that's going to make you happy, then I would prefer that you would do that. You know what I'm saying? But don't try to like make me do something that I don't want to do to that you think is going to make you happy. Like just do do what makes you happy. I'll do what makes me happy. And then if we're both happy as individuals and we come together, we don't we don't need for someone else to fill those voids for us. But that's I, mean, that's I wasn't thinking that way in my you know early or my early twenties and something like that. Like I didn't think that way. But that's something that comes with age, maturity, experience, stuff like that. It has to. So a lot of people couldn't date the women I date. Because they get a bunch of attention, a whole bunch of attention. My girlfriend has like 8,000 followers on Facebook. She does her Facebook thing. I don't fuck with it. And I do my Twitter thing. She don't fuck with it. Um, so, so you have to find a level of maturity. My ex-wife was bad. She was. Everywhere she went, she got attention. And you can see that in my son, who is a beautiful boy. So it's 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 uh, when when we met, I don't think that I was emotionally ready for that. But as the time went on, we were together like 14 years. So after the time went on, I was like, you know what? This, this is this is what goes on if your girl is mad attractive. Like it, you have to deal with that. Like dudes who she worked with would try to holler at her behind her back but they're behind my back who knew me who knew me which i'd all out of <clears throat> so i mean you have to expect you have to expect that the dudes are going to come now how she deals with them is dependent on how you deal with her now like i said to my knowledge i've never uh been cheated on but if i was she kept that shit under wraps very well i applaud her whatever, <laughs> even if it was just to save my little hurt ass feelings. But you have to reach that level of maturity to where you can say, you know what? I'm okay with whatever it is you're doing. Like you said, make, make, make yourself happy. If, if I'm willing to deal with you making yourself happy, then I, if I'm not, then okay, I'm gone. Simple as that. I, I honestly find it kind of annoying. Especially, I see it a lot from dudes where they get, like, offended or upset if someone's, like, checking their girl out or something like that. It's like, if you got a baddie, like, that's what comes with, that's what comes with the territory. Like, if it, like if I walk into a restaurant with, with my wife and I don't, or if I'm at the gym with her and I don't catch someone looking at my wife, I kind of get offended. I'm like, see, y'all ain't gonna look at this? Y'all don't, don't see that ass over there? Like, what, I'm the only one that sees that? You know what I'm saying? Like. If you got a baddie, that's what comes with that's what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta understand that. 
People are going to look. That's what you want, honestly. It is what it is. I guess give me your initial thoughts on the whole I mean everything's going on with the George Floyd situation. Before we get into the George Floyd George Floyd situation, I'd like to address how he lived. Uh the man had a real life. He did things that he thought was gonna be profitable. He rapped for a little while. Uh he did some explicit videos. Uh somebody actually sent me one. Hey, big ups to you. I mean he lived a real life. He uh, had a girlfriend. He had kids. He went to jail for doing something wrong. But none of that excuses what what that police officer did by denying him his basic right to to breathe. So we we really have to look at the man as a whole picture. But we should definitely focus on on how he died. With that being said, I've seen a lot of outrage. Most of the outrage is for how that police officer acted, but a lot of it is for the entire systemic racism that we have throughout, not just the United States, but the world. So today, today, a statue of a known slave trader was ripped down in, in London. So it's not just the George Floyd situation. The George Floyd situation was a symptom of what was actually happening. So systemic racism, uh, inequality, people being treated wrong for the color of their skin. All of this stuff happened. And then people were just sick of it by the George Floyd. The COVID thing made people pay more attention to what was going on in the world and have more time to step out there and show them that they were just fed up. It's only so many times you can turn the other cheek. There's only so many times you can say, you know what? I understand this was wrong. Let's do better. Without me going, you know what? We've been marching, we've been kneeling, we've been asking, we've been begging, we've been requesting, we've been trying to educate. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, all of it, the entire system. So y'all gonna get right or we gonna get you right. And I have to I have to side with the people who decided to take it from a we will overcome to bitch get out the way. Simple as that. Interesting. Yeah, I know a lot of people, well, not a lot of people on my timeline, but there's still people that are not understanding the the power of destruction, right? And again, your your prior service army and people are like, hey, violence isn't the answer. You know what I'm saying? We need to be peaceful as the United States is continuously in conflict with name a country, you know what I'm saying? Pick a country, throw a dart on the map. But violence isn't the answer. You know what I'm saying? It seems like violence isn't the answer when it's white people. Or when you know it's what? Not I'm going to break you off. People say <clears throat> violence isn't the answer. But there's a reason why eight days after Martin Luther King was killed that the Civil Rights Act was passed. Now, they don't tell you that in school. No. Nah. But eight that six United States cities were burning, mostly in the South, LA, big centers for black people, Chicago, New York, Atlanta, uh, not Miami, but Jacksonville. But people were fed up. They killed Martin and people were like, fuck all that. I'm burning shit down. Now, unfortunately, they burned a lot of stuff down in black neighborhoods because they knew that that uh, if they went to any other neighborhoods, it would just be an all out gunfight. But Congress pushed that shit through in eight days. 
and got the Civil Rights Act passed without Martin dying. I'm not sure if he ever gets if we ever get the Civil Rights Act. But nobody tells you that in school. Nobody shows you, well, hey, they killed him. People wasn't having it. They give you the dates. They don't let you know what actually happened during that time. People was burning stuff down to get things done because Martin marched, Martin preached, Martin taught. He did everything he could. He has his own holiday. So obviously he was a big, a big name, but they want to leave out all the stuff that got us to that mountaintop. He was just talking about because he couldn't get us there. And he tried, he did everything he could Tried to be nonviolent, Tried to be on everybody else's side. So, so the equivalent of that would be Colin Kaepernick getting gunned down in the streets by the police officers. And then we burn everything down. Happened to be George Floyd. And everybody looked at the system and said, this is fucked up. We're about to fix it. Yeah, I, I will say that, I think I said it last week, this, this one does feel different because this isn't the first time we've seen something like this. Like, I... I haven't watched the video because I don't I don't watch stuff like that anymore because I've I've seen enough of it. Like you tell me it's bad, I I will believe you. I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna like you know question it. If you say it's bad, it's bad. But it this does feel different. It feels like a lot of people, and maybe it is the corona, maybe it is COVID that people are just so fed up of being stuck in the house, and you know people are losing their jobs, and they got like that you know that one twelve hundred dollar check that they've had to survive off of for like three months. So maybe it's a it's a it's a bunch of things that are just you know pushing people over the edge. I think my my issue is it's just I I feel like it shouldn't have taken this long. It shouldn't have got to this point for people for for white people to understand that these things are happening because it's it's not like we haven't been talking about this because I was I was actually looking through <clears throat> if you go back to if you if you think about like current music and current artists that we go to to speak on like black issues and issues that we as a race deal with in our culture you think of people like Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce right so 2016 to pimp a butterfly came out that same year lemonade came out that same year a seat at the table came out that same year they called before your eyes only came out. All those songs speak on the black experience and dealing with police brutality and dealing with racism. And those, these are these are just like you know, this isn't like Freddie Gibbs, who's a great rapper, but he's not an A-list star. He's not a star star like that. Everybody knows who Beyonce is. Everybody knows who Kendrick Lamar is. Everybody knows who J Cole is. We had a full year of us, of them, of our greatest giving people game, letting them know like, hey, this is what's happening. And it just takes this four years later. Now you get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to act like Get Out wasn't the biggest movie at a time. And y'all didn't get it then. Like, it's almost like, like, I, I go, I go to rap concerts. I go, uh, that's, I like to do that. And when I go to rap concerts, I see a ton of white faces. There's a ton of white people at these concerts. And now you're and you're just telling me that you guys don't get it. You don't. You are you guys even listening to what they're saying? And that and that's the part that annoys me is that y'all is white people consume so much of this culture, so much of this art, so much of our pain and struggle. They don't really care. They don't really actually listen or do anything about it. Like 
The Pippa Butterfly and Lemonade came out the same year, the same year by the two biggest artists. And you still need you still needed a eight minute long video of a guy dying for you guys to be like, you know what? We should probably get out there in March. We should probably start. You know what? This. I That's like crazy. what you're saying. I, I really like what you're saying, but let's look at it from from a different perspective. 1992, Rodney King got his ass beat. Yep. He got his ass beat on video. White people were outraged. What the fuck is this? What is going on? I know the police ain't doing this. I mean, but 1992, uh, Ice Cube and damn um, NWA. NWA. Yep, yep. Same shit. Fuck the police. Ice T, <laughs> cop killer. Let's be real. We have been saying this and screaming this, and our our art has been imitating our lives, and they don't pay no fucking attention. And without the video for Rodney King, white people were like, "Yo, he must have did something." No, the nigga was over the speed limit. He went over the speed limit a little bit. And and, and what what was he driving? A Prius or a, I'm sorry, a, a Hyundai Accord. He was driving an Accord, 30 miles over the speed limit. Downhill with bricks in the front seat, obviously, because them things only get to 65. What? <laughs> no, that those ass whippings that happen to be caught on a shoulder-mounted look, shoulder-mounted VHS recorder to go into white folks' living room actually made them pay a little bit of attention. Just like we can go all the way back to 1965 when Martin Luther King was crossing that damn bridge in Selma and got his ass beat and white folks decided they wanted to be woke then. So this has happened before. We just haven't had this level of backing, but it's been so many instances and we've stacked them and stacked them and stacked them and stacked them. And now white folks are even like, what the fuck are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? This isn't what I Basically, when you have look, you know how we are. Black folks will will march. We'll be quiet. But uh, we still operating under them Willie Lynch letters. We'll march. We'll be quiet. White folks is down there breaking shit. They like, fuck that. You can't get mad enough for me. I'm about to smash some windows. I'm about to light some shit on fire. I'm about to go desecrate Robert E. Lee's grave. You know that wasn't us. You know that wasn't us. We still, even when we're upset, we play within our boundaries. We play within our boundaries because we know the rules of the game. And I still got to get home to my family. Now I'm mad as fuck, but I still got to get home to my family. White folks didn't give a fuck. They strapped up, put the damn mask on in the hoods, brought the bricks, <laughs> brought the bricks, brought the fire, brought the damn, brought the, the lighter fluid. They wasn't playing no games. And Without them on our side, we don't get this type of reaction that we're getting. Oh, these rioters, these looters. But look, you're paying attention because they're hitting your pockets. And unfortunately, it got a lot of uh, small businesses. But fam, casualties. That's casualties. That's why yeah. you got insurance. We got to have these casualties of war. Martin, unfortunately, thank you, mother. I really needed this receipt at this moment. Martin. <laughs> Martin. <laughs> Martin was a casualty. Without his death, we don't get the civil rights movement. And let's be real, that wasn't that long ago. I am the second generation since the Civil Rights Act. My mom was born in 1965. They signed that shit in 1968. Excuse me, she corrected me in 1964. It was October, so was it, is it 26th? 
I know when your birthday is, Mom. It's the 21st. My mom's birthday is October 21st. Anyway, um, um, without, without, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm the second generation since the Civil Rights Act. Without that act, my life looks very different than how it is right now. Very, very different. Without, without um, George Floyd's death, my son's life's going to look a lot different than what it's going to now. We're literally changing the timeline on how things are going. Literally. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, I guess it just, it just kind of sucks that it, it has to go that far. You know what I'm saying? Because even because even you can go back further. You can go back to Emmett Till. Like, if, if they don't have that open casket, put his picture on the cover of the magazine, who knows what's different now? Like, it, but it just sucks that we, we have to have... We have to have Emmett Till to go what he went through. We got to have Martin to go what he through. Rodney King, George Floyd, Trayvon Martin. His death caused a lot of change, also. But it's just like that's if that if that's what it takes to get changed, and I guess. But it's just like not only does it have to happen, not only does it have to happen, it has to hit your living room. It has to hit your living room. If Emmett Till would have been handled quietly, wasn't no open casket, they wasn't taking pictures. It doesn't change nothing. But I mean, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure uh, the 1870s when they was lynching people and that shit was making the paper, somebody had to get upset and say this is wrong. Somebody did, but not much changed. That shit went on until the 40s, the 50s. Like, where are we at? Where are we at? When I'm 36. I'm 36 years old. Shit has been changing. If we really want to look at how change works, look at how homosexuals are treated in the 90s and how they are treated right now. They're respected. You're not allowed to say certain words because it's they're fucked re- up. They're revered. <laughs> they're revered. But they want to say wrong things. It's a wrap. And I think that that's where we need to get. And we're not even there yet. We're not even there yet. And the reason why they've been able to move so fast and get so much respect and actually be in a place reverenced above us is because it's in everybody's family. It's in everybody's family. So so people stopped keeping that shit in the closet. And they're like, look, this is me. This is me. You can accept me or not. And a lot of people, let's let's look at it like this. There are still white people in this country who have never met a black person. They only see what they see in the media. They only see what they see on the TV. They only see what they see in the music videos. They only see what they see on the movies. So their idea of what we are isn't actually what we are. Like, imagine this. The only time you saw white people was on TV. That was it. So if that was the case, all you would see is either very affluent white folks or trailer trash. Which one are you gonna gravitate to? Which one are you going to assume this is how they act? This is how they are. This is how they bring their kids up. This is how they talk to each other. This is how they greet each other. You're not going to go for the, oh, top of the line elitist. Nah. Mm-mm. You're going to go for those, for those, uh, you're going to go for those doggone reality TV people because you think that shit is real. If, if we had to be judged by love and hip hop all the time, all the time, like that's all you see of the African-American experience is love and hip hop. And no matter what city it is, it's multiple cities, then you have a fucked up view of how it is the rest of us live. That's facts. But it is interesting though, as you bring up the celebrity aspect, which is kind of 
got a lot of celebrities in trouble, but it's also got a lot of PR firms paid overtime because they're they're working to cover up all these horrible statements and tweets these celebrities, whether they be A to D list, have made. You mentioned the march on Selma. Uh, Desi Banks, he got he lost five hundred thousand followers in one day because he posted essentially saying. I guess the beginning of the march in Selma, where it's Joe Martin Luther King and everybody else that was there, you know, peacefully marching and said, this is a protest, not the looting. But if, if again, schools don't teach this stuff. So again, I, I'm kind of 50 50 off. I want to blame him. But in the age of technology and the internet, I, I can't look past ignorance. You have the ability to look up anything you want, right? Or even ask, ask one of your grandparents or somebody older, like, hey, what's going on? He posted that crazy picture and immediately got flamed. He released a statement apologizing for it. But it's kind of hard if we don't have a lot of people look at these celebrities and athletes for you know answers to be our leaders, but like these people don't have it. And, and it's a it's a weird situation because again, you kind of want people to say something, but I'm more of an actions person. So I, okay, you can post a black square, but you, you can still go to the ballot box and vote for 45. Or still not support black people. So I'm all about action. I don't care what you say. I want to see what you do. And, and that's gotten several NFL players in trouble. One for a team that I support, who essentially was trying to justify, well, not justify, but saying, like, oh, yeah, he died, but y'all out here looting and blah, blah, blah. Just something really ignorant, which he got bullied and deleted the tweet. And then he wants to participate in Blackout Tuesday. And, and this is one thing to said about black people a lot is that we're, we're too easy to forgive. Like a lot of the people that follow that team are like, oh, he's he's on the path to, you know, understanding what's going on and he's making steps in the right direction. I'm like, dog, off a black square? Like y'all believe this man has changed his entire racist existence after getting flamed on Twitter and then posting a black square. Now he's down with the movement. Now he's all of a sudden understands what's going on. That's not how that works. That's that's definitely not how that works. And it's sad that we that I guess it's one of our flaws is a black beauty, but Nah, man, show me something. I don't want to see a black square. I want to see you out with black people doing something positive, learning, pick up a book, educate yourself. But again, those were your true thoughts. Same with on a larger scale, Drew Brees, who was the quarterback from New Orleans Saints. Somehow he was being interviewed by, by Yahoo, and somehow they brought kneeling for the flag. Came. He said some wild shit like, hey, I'll never understand players kneeling for the anthem, you know, like you can't disrespect this country, blah, blah, blah. Even though we all know it has nothing to do with the military, nothing to do with the flag. But people like that still have that mentality, and he received huge backlash. He got flamed by LeBron James. He had a player on his team recording a video telling him to shut the fuck up. Like somebody on his own roster telling a Hall of Fame quarterback to shut the fuck up is unprecedented, right? So, of course, he comes back out within 24 hours and drops an apology on Instagram or on Twitter, you know, pretty much saying like, oh, you know, I understand this wasn't, you know, this is a double flag, blah, 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 blah. It's like, Doc, that's how you really feel. You got, you got flamed into making a fake apology so you, can make, so you can look like everything's all good to go. And then your boy 45 piggybacked it and said, nah, fuck that. Drew Brees is right. Y'all shouldn't be kneeling for the anthem. And Drew Brees is like, whoa, dog, chill. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to live, dog. So we had to put out another statement. <laughs> saying, like, yo, it's not about the flag. Like, bro, chill. Let me keep this money. Like, relax. But it's like, bro, you can say all this shit you want, man. I need to see something. I need to so, see something. Hold on, bro. I'm, I'm, 
He said he said the same thing in 2016. The same thing Drew Brees got claimed for the other day for saying is something he said four years ago when this whole thing started. So now you say it again, and you get just engulfed in everything. And within less than 24 hours, now you figured it out? Even though you've been thinking this way your entire life, even though you just said it four years ago, and then you said it the day before, but now after talking with, like, did anybody not talk to you four years ago? Did no one, no one tweeted you? You don't check your messages ever? This is my thing. This is my thing. Now, I'm, I might sound like one of those apologist black folks. I really might. Bear with me. Four years ago, he didn't change his tune because the public wasn't behind him. Just like four or just like in '92 when Rodney King got his ass beat, he didn't change or the America didn't change their tune. They were just like, "Hey, bad apples." And now, and now it happens over and over and over again, and people have to stand up and pay attention. Maybe it's not bad apples. So for him to actually this time. Listen to the conversation. So it wasn't me, you, Twitter, Instagram, the NFL, Shannon Sharp, who talked to him and was like, look, A, B, and C. It wasn't his teammates who talked to him and was like, look, this is what's happening. This is why what you said was wrong. He didn't listen to none of us. He didn't listen to us. Somebody close to him got to him. Somebody close to him showed him something. Somebody close to him gave him some statistics. Somebody close to him, somebody close to him uh, let him know that what you're saying isn't the right thing. So it doesn't take the internet raining down fire and brimstone. It takes someone close to these people to let them know, look, I know you respect me. I know you respect what I have to say. I know you respect and are gonna listen to this. Let me show you why what you said was wrong. Because it wasn't the internet. Because you're right, he said that shit before. And he got flamed, I saw it four years ago. I saw it when he said it, he got flamed, but there was so much support behind him and nobody dragged him to the side and was like, hey bro, jump under this armpit. Let me talk to you. So that's what happened this time. And if we're gonna be honest, that's the only way everybody changes. So you grow up with this mindset. This shit is beat into your head. And I'm, I, I've been telling people this, this is my theory. White women have been pushing racism to go longer than it has because it benefits them. So you listen to your mother. You listen to your mother. Usually you pick up her views and her rights and how she thinks. You're going to look to your mother for guidance you get 90% of your language from your mom because that's the person who's talked to you. Even if your dad is there, your dad is usually just gonna jump in and be like, hey, put that down. Hey, clean up your room. Hey, hey take hey. the trash out. But your mom is gonna be the one that's, hey, come here, sweetie. Look at these people on TV. They're doing the wrong thing. And you think this is normal. Those people are doing the wrong thing. Now, until their mindset changes or you start treating deep people different, like. Let's look at Better O'Rourke. Better O'Rourke is all about the cost. White dude, Jewish is, I think, something like that. I thought, he was, Spanish. I thought he was Hispanic. He, no, no, Better's not Hispanic. He speaks Spanish, though. 
He's uh, white. He's white. Auroric, you think that's Spanish? Hey, man, they be mixing and matching, dog. I'm not mad at you. But he speaks Spanish. He understands the plight. He's been out there talking to people. You think he grew up like that? Had to. Had to. Or he'd be on the other side. Someone who he trusts, loves, and respects taught him this is not right. This is what right looks like. This is why those people are being held back. This is why we need to jump on their struggle. But it starts at home. Racism is taught at home. That shit, you're not born with that. You're not born with that. And even if you aren't over overtly racist, you see how your parents act when other people come on TV, when other people's music is played. Oh, turn that crap off. This is rap. No, it's crap. Put on some country music. So it's not, it's not born, it's bred. People understand that, just like our experience. Our experience. We have our own biases. We have our own prejudices. But it's taught. It's taught. And we try to go out and, and act like everybody else on the other side is, is the problem. And we are not as accepting as everybody thinks. We also can work on ourselves, which... I believe and I truly work on myself. And the main point on that is raising our kids. We have been raising our kids with the same way that we've been raising our kids since slavery. That shit has been passed down for generations and generations and generations. We have to look at how we bring our kids up, just like everybody else needs to look at the systemic racial prejudices that they have in bringing up their children. We can all be better. Well, the, the only part that I would probably push back a little bit on as far as like everybody has their own prejudices and biases, like it's natural. But the thing is like the, the prejudices, the, the prejudice or bias that most black people will have, they're more, they're just by the sheer population numbers of the United States they're going to have the opportunity to realize a lot of those prejudices and biases are wrong because you're going to most, well, I don't know where you grew up in like school, but for the majority of most black people, unless you live in like an inner city or a, a highly populated area of black people, you're going to be in a class with a bunch of white dudes or a bunch of white girls. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to have that opportunity as where where most white people are never going to be in a room for more than shit, more than they have to be with multiple black people. Because as soon as we show up, they get the fuck out. Like that's the statistic. So again, you can think all white people are racist, but if you're around white people throughout your, your experience going through school, you're gonna be like, hey, well, I I know these guys I play football with, these guys my whatever class, they're really cool. White people for the most part don't get that same experience because they try to stay as far away from us as possible. So that's the only part that I would kind of push back on. But it's not them. Their parents try to stay as far away from po us as possible. Uh, but, but, but they have right. to be with their parents. So it's, it's not their fault. It's indirectly, it's an indirect effect of their parents having. Which is exactly what I'm saying. That shit is taught. Have you heard of the term white flight? <laughs> Black people start moving in the neighborhood. They get the fuck up out of there. School dynamics change. Um, it's, it's just not, I get what you're saying, but if we really break down the numbers, they're trying to keep us and them the fuck apart. But right now, companies will take Apple, A, Blackout Tuesday, Yo, Black, yeah, okay. Black People Month, that Black People Music Appreciation. 
stop that shit it. is strategic marketing, dog. Like, no, but it, but it makes sense. Team, it makes sense. You have to have those conversations now. You can't say, Mom, I can't listen to fucking to Toby Keith. What the fuck is going on? Well, <laughs> Mom, why is Nickelodeon playing somebody breathing for nine minutes on their commercial? They just lost millions of dollars in advertisement. Well, you got to have that goddamn conversation. Why is Xbox showing Black you Lives know? Matter before you, you start know? the game? You have you to have, you can't ignore it. That shit is in your living room. You can't ignore it. And matter of fact, I think Nickelodeon doing it is probably the most prominent because as a, all right, I think Nickelodeon who's doing it is the most important because let's look at how artists work. If your music is popular with teenagers, you can perform until your late thirties because that group is going to grow up with your music. You're going to listen to their music and you are going to grow up and be a part of their music as you grow up. So you catch them young, you have them until they die. That is your core group. Now they might listen to other people, but let's think about who we grew up with. Jodeci, I'll still put them on. I'll put them on for my kids. I'm gonna show them. Uh, Big, Big's dead and gone. Pac, Pac's dead and gone. I'm gonna still put them on. I'm gonna still show them to my kids. So when you get the kids young and you're popular and you're popping, that shit never stops. It never stops. So with Nickelodeon wasting millions of dollars to jump into people's living room and be like, this is just breathing and I'm gonna play it for nine minutes and say Black Lives Matter, you cannot ignore that. The kids are gonna have, have to ask questions. Kids are the most inquisitive. Why are they doing this? What happened? I mean, why is it happening? Where's the start of this? And then on top of that, these kids have access to stuff. Yeah, that, that, that was going to be my Everything's at their pocket. Everything the, is in their pocket. Even the parents want to ignore the discussion. They can go on their smartphone and look up Black Lives Matter and learn from themselves. But to, to kind of pivot off that, to go from light, serious, back to light, you mentioned music and people that are dead and gone. Today is Prince's birthday. It's Ella Iris' birthday, and it's Mick Foley's birthday. So are you a Prince fan or no? I still got my white glove, baby. Um, uh, <laughs> you got to convert, man. Look, I was, I was I'm sorry. Look, I'm, I'm gonna send you some. I'm gonna send you some stuff. You're, and you're at the you're at the age where Prince should be way more appealing. I, I promise you, if you listen to some Prince, I'm like, yo, this shit is a hey, album. Hey, you want you want to yell at my mom? She's right here because she's she played Mike and she didn't really play Prince. She played Mike and Janet and she didn't really play Prince. She played Mike, Janet, and Paula. And she ain't really played Prince, so 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 yeah, it was wasn't as, that you, much. Said, as you said, don't lie on her. Don't lie on her. Don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm about to send you some Prince songs to check out. I'm telling you, you you can definitely. I, I there's Prince song for everybody. Like once you get into it, like one of the homies on Twitter, uh, good at math, the homie Cedric. He I just apparently got on Prince. He's a little older as well. He's in his forties. And he's like, yo, this print shit is good. Like, I can't believe I've been missing out on this for so long. Like, it, it is great. I think it I think it goes back to what he was saying as far as like getting you when when you're young. Like when you're like when we when, when I was growing up, my parents played Michael Jackson mostly around me because you can play Michael Jackson around your yeah, kids. You, you, can't can't play, play, you can't play a lot of print stuff around the kids. Like I grew up loving Michael Jackson. Like I didn't really get into Prince until I become, became an adult. Like once I had some life experience, I was like, oh, let me, you know, check this dude out, see what's going on. I'm just like, 
oh, this is this is way different. This is on another level. But okay. as a, as a kid, you can't really you don't understand what is going on with what Prince is talking about and what he's singing about and the things that he is doing. You know, it's just there's so much that comes that goes into Prince. Not saying that Michael Jackson isn't great at what he does. But his songs are a little bit more easier to digest. They're more radio friendly. They're more kid friendly. So those people are are more so likely to side with Mike because they grew up with, on him. Hey, I respect it. I respect it. Look, look. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna put on a Prince a Prince playlist. I'm a rocket. Well, well, before you do that, don't go to the title Prince playlist. That shit is garbage. (laughs) Don't go to that. I'm on Spotify. I don't know about Spotify. Let let us let us curate your playlist because they're gonna send you they're gonna give you all the the book and all the well known popular songs. There's some yeah you gotta hit the B side, bro. You gotta hit that underground shit. Though. Mom, stop jumping in my damn video cast. <laughs> there, there's there there's a lot a lot more good great albums besides Purple Rain. Like there's a bunch of great songs outside that. Like he has an album that's called Come. It starts with a 10-minute song about going down. Like, that's the entire song. And then the end of that album ends with, like, while the last track is called, like, Orgasm or some shit like that. Like, for all the dudes that are like, oh, Prince is gay, he's fruity, go listen to his music. Dog. Nah, like, Prince is about that action. Prince is about that action, dog. That dude is nasty, dog. I'm like, bro, what is wrong with you, dog? Like, like you're really nasty, dog. Like, no, no, Prince, will, Prince will steal your girl while wearing high heels and makeup. And, and your girl will be fine with it. Let's be real. Prince's wife was bad, and he didn't tell nobody he was married. Hey, we know what that means. The man is, that man is the goat. But yeah, we'll, we'll definitely send you a playlist because I don't want you to get I don't want you to get swayed by like you know just pretty much all of Purple Rain. Like that's the, that's what they'll send you. Like this one's the, the Purple title. Rain, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. The the playlist on title had nothing from the Batman soundtrack, which was disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Batman soundtrack is, is great. I listen to that album at least like once a week. So, but okay. hey, um, shoot. let's talk AI though. Oh, AI. Let's talk AI because yes. I saw some shit where somebody said Steph Curry's better than AI, and <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this: the three ball is important. The three is. ball is important. You get an extra point because you're so far back. You got range when you step in the arena. Congratulations, bro. But that crossover, that getting to the basket at that small size, that layup game, that dunk game, that uh, that assist game, untouchable, untouchable. Um, if if you if you put the uh, final 76ers against the Warriors without KD, AI is eating Steph Curry's lunch. Well, Kyrie was, eating, Kyrie was eating his lunch, so that already tells me. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll he say don't it. play no D. He don't play no D. AI would have made him look silly. They'd have probably hit him. They'd have, they'd have, they'd have did some shuffling around. Like, <laughs> like, you go over there when he, when he comes around. You go over there. Switch, switch. Yeah, hey, switch. hey, I mean, I'll mean, say this: like it, the the NBA is different now. Like the three ball is like very important efficiency, uh, per stuff like that. That that or um, not shooting mid range jumpers like that's a thing that's kind of been eradicated from the the NBA unless you're like Kawhi Leonard or something like that. So if you're looking at just strictly 
like numbers, analytics, PR, like individual accolades and stuff like that. Steph Curry is by just about every measurement a better player than Allen Iverson. But if you were to tell me like, hey, bro, you can only go and watch one of these guys play. You can only have like if I if I was to make a starting five of my all time favorite players to watch. Do it. I'm taking Allen Iverson. Like Allen Iverson. Starting five. Starting five. Who you got? All time just favorite players or best players? It's favorite. Okay. Iverson, Jordan, LeBron. At the center, I'm probably gonna put I wanna put Akeem, but I think I'm gonna put Shaq. And then Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Okay. All right. My top four. AI, Kobe, LeBron at the three. Uh, give me Charles Barkley at the four. I like it. And I'm going to put Hakeem at the five. I like it. I like it. <laughs> the reason why is because those players are going to mesh. Um, three of them, three of them people don't need the ball in their hand. But if you need them to have the ball in their hand, they'll do it. Yeah. And those three are um, um, uh, AI, who didn't need the ball in his hand. He was nice on the alley on the receiving end. Um, Charles Barkley and Hakeem, because they're going to eat off them rebounds. And if you don't think rebounds are a part of the game, you shouldn't watch, which yeah. is why I'm going to bring up this name that I don't like, Carmelo Anthony, because his rebound game was trash. He didn't play no dog on defense. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't that great. He wasn't that great. But I, I think for for people our age, like Alan Allen Iverson isn't he's not the most accomplished player out there. Like he only has one MVP. He's only been to the finals one time. You know what I'm saying? He's he doesn't have what like the Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Warden, LeBron, Kobe. He doesn't have all those rings and things to go. But the thing but, about that makes him special to people, like especially millennials, black millennials, is that he was he was us when it wasn't cool to be us. Like he was in there with the cornrows, with the do rags, with the baggy clothes, listening to rap music. Had all that. Like I was, I was young. I didn't have tattoos at that point, but I was like, yo, that's cool. Like I'd want to get some of those. But I didn't like. Like he's like he's a legend. For there, there's a legend. certain there's certain there's certain players that when you grow up in a certain era that means something to you, even if they don't really mean that much to everybody else. Like if you grew up watching Michael Vick, he means something to me more than he means to like my dad. My dad knows Michael Vick, but he didn't grow up watching Michael Vick like I did. My kids aren't gonna grow up watching Michael Vick. They'll hear about him though. Like those are the players that you tell your kids about. You tell your kids about Michael Vick. And Allen Iverson and Randy Moss because of because of what they did in the game, but also what they did off the court, off the field. Like they were the culture. Like it wasn't it wasn't cool to be Allen Iverson back then. Like they made rules against the way he dressed and how he acted, and like photoshopped his tattoos off of magazine covers. They were trying to clean him up. He was like, "No, I'm gonna be me and do me regardless." And as a young kid growing up. That's something that you want to emulate, and you can look up to that. And you can you have to respect it. Because he, he, be, he probably lost a lot of money being himself. Let's be real. 
Allen Iverson's crossover is still in the game. Yeah. Still in the game. He introduced the NBA to that wide, rocking crossover that's breaking ankles. Wasn't nobody breaking ankles like that. Everybody was breaking ankles with the first step. They were breaking ankles with the pump fake. But AI gave them that crossover. And now everybody does it. Every, matter of fact, you brought up uh, Car- uh Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's his name? Uh, uh, the center or the point guard you brought up. Steph Curry? St- no, the other one from the from the Cavaliers now plays for Boston. Kyrie, Kyrie. Kyrie, you brought up you brought up Kyrie. If you look at Kyrie's crossover, that is AI's crossover. The influence. If you look at Kyrie's step back, that's AI's step back. If you look at John Wall's crossover, that's AI's crossover. You look at John Wall's step back. You look at John Wall's first step, that's AI. They have emulated AI and took parts of his game that made him amazing and put it in the game. Matter of fact, LeBron James himself said he didn't want to be Jordan when he was growing up. He wanted to be AI. He's our age. That's a that's that's the thing with Allen Iverson. Like Allen Iverson came up in the in the era with like Colby and Tim Duncan and other more accomplished popular players. But people still like young people still gravitated to Allen Iverson, even though he wasn't he didn't play for the Lakers, he didn't play for the Knicks. He wasn't on a championship contender like the Spurs, but he means something to us. Like I, I feel like he's one of the few players that you can look at. You can be like, all right, he played in the nineties, but he could he also could have played in the eighties. He could also play right now. Like his game is you can't you can't coach and you can't teach heart. And that's one thing that he had above anything else. Like you can take everything away from him, he's gonna go out there and he's gonna give you a hundred percent every night. Every Westbrook. Night. Westbrook. Westbrook looks like AI with but he's just more athletic. So people are like, ah, oh, well, he'll dunk the ball. AI was dunking the ball. AI was catching the oops. As a point guard, the only person to do that before was Magic Johnson, and that's because of his size. AI was 5'11". They quote him at six feet. Yeah, he Homeboy was like 5'10 and a half. Yeah. And he was doing it. <laughs> he was doing it. But, but if you look at the game today, if you take AI out, if you take AI out, the game looks very different. It's, it's totally different. It is totally different. And I think the thing that I, that, that I respect about Allen Iverson is that he's not he's not one of those players, these older players, who once they see a younger player coming up and doing well, he's not a hater. Oh, no. like, like Shaq, Shaq is kind of a hater. Like he sees someone doing well at a center. They're like, oh, he's the next best center. Shaq starts hating. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Allen Iverson? He sees Russell Westbrook. He's like, hey, bro, I love you. I love your game. He sees Steph Curry. Hey, man, you're killing him out there. Keep going. Dwayne Wade, I love – like, he. it's always love with him. I've never – obviously, back then when he was playing, the media would say bad things about him. But I've never heard a player, former player, current player, say any uh, – a bad word about Allen Iverson, like, ever, which is insane when – like, if you grew up watching him, you would think he was like the worst guy out there. He was just like a total, total dick bag, like just un just you can't work with him, you can't do anything. But I've never heard anybody say a bad word about that guy. And it's every time practice. it's always love and respect for him. Every time. Practice? Yeah. You talking about practice? 
Yeah, that's right. And, but that's, that's that's a media thing, man. They really do that, man. That's just Shaq. Let's let's talk about Shaq since you brought up Shaq. <laughs> Shaq is seven foot three. Shaq is four three eighty something. There's no way anybody was about to stop Shaq. The only person who who got Shaq that got the best of Shaq on the offensive end was Allen Iverson, hey, hey, hey. or not Allen Iverson, um, Hakeem Olajuwon. Because Hakeem had that pump fake, Hakeem had that mid-range. Um, David Robinson couldn't hold Shaq. Shaq made David look crazy, but Hakeem gave him the footwork, Hakeem gave him the quick step, but Shaq was a different level of player. You can't teach his size. That yeah. size was dominant. You can't stop him from getting to the paint. And once you threw in Kobe on the outlet, you had to pick your poison. It was either inside or outside. So you really have to you have to grade Shaq with different with a different measure instead. Nobody's gonna be that. They thought Yao Ming was gonna do it because he had all the intangibles, but Shaq was Shaq was just too big, too strong, too powerful. You couldn't keep him from doing anything Shaq wanted to do. Um <clears throat> going back to AI, who literally changed the game, AI made Reebok shoes cool. Now, that's hard to do because Steph Curry has not made Under Armour basketball shoes the, the truth. But uh, AI changed Reebok's trajectory as far as the hoop shoes. So if we really look at the more impactful player, everybody can put a three up, but not everybody's going to make it. Everybody, everybody can pick up a crossover. So I, think, I think that'll be our question of the week. Pick your player, Steph Curry or Allen Iverson. So definitely a happy birthday to him. Um, so Mr. Lex, is any shout outs you want to give before we wrap it up? Sign a petition. Hmm. Sign a petition. Petitions are free. Sign a petition not just for George Floyd. Sign one for Breonna Taylor. Black women's lives matter just as much. And the police really need to be accountable every time they pull out that weapon and pull that trigger. Sign a petition. Make sure you sign them early. Make sure you sign them often. Let's make sure that we get these changes that we're begging for. Respect. Marcus, any shout outs? Hey, man. Just shout out to Iverson, man. He's a legend. That man signed the lifetime contract with Reebok, and I think in when he turns 55, he gets like $40 million because he was wild when he was younger. So just for him to have that security along the line, down the line, is, is, a, is a good move by someone in this camp. So I, I appreciate them looking out for him. So I always respect and love Dallin Iverson. Uh, that's too, man. That's just whatever. Uh, <laughs> you might want to break this up into two different shows. This <laughs> might happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, shout out! I, I'd like to say shout out to all the white people that uh, that aren't uh, inherently ignorant or racist. Uh, all the all the white people, specifically singling you guys out, that are taking the time to listen and understand and learn about other people outside of your culture. Because again, it's not going to ever be forced upon you unless you decide to get out of your comfort zone and do it. And, and again, I've always said this: like racism is a white people problem. Like we can speak to we're blue in the face, black in the face, but 
They're the ones that are going to hold to their family members who may or may not still make racist comments. And they're the ones that need to step up and say, hey, don't talk about people like that. That's not how that's not how they act in real life. Like, have you ever talked to these people? Like, stop stop perpetuating these stereotypes. So shout out to uh, open-minded white people. But anywho, appreciate you. You know what? Hold on. Hold on before you break off. Um there was a video by um oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Uh Kushner. Not Kushner. Um What's the dude who married the chick from Striptease? What the? Oh, I hate white people names. You know who I'm talking about. He's now he's with Miley Kunis. Uh, oh, Ashton Kushner. Ashton Kushner. Ashton Kushner. There we go. Shout out to Ashton Kushner. If you watch his video, he said that he was reading stories with this little girl and his little boy. And he said, girls go first. And his little boy said, no, I want to go first. He responded with, no, in this household, we let little girls go first because sometimes girls don't even get a chance to go. That was his, that was his version of explaining to him, of explaining to his children why women should get the attention that they get. He used that same metaphor to explain why Black Lives Matter. So I'm going to shout out to him. All right. We appreciate y'all coming through. Definitely will have you on another time. Uh, this is KTSC Ave. We're out. Thank you, God. She inherited from Solomon.